How we doing? How we doing? Welcome to Tough Talk with Tufu, where we talk a lot of sports and a lot of trash. I'm your host, Emmanuel Tufu. Now it is time for some tough talk. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Tough Talk with 2-4. You are here with your host, Emilio 2-4. Today, I'm by myself, and we're going to recap Colorado, their games versus Oregon USC because we didn't have to make an Oregon video. And then we're going to recap Cowboys versus Cardinals and Patriots because we didn't make a Cardinals video. I'm going to just get to Colorado versus Oregon real quickly. Um, 42-6, it was at Oregon. Big game for Colorado. They didn't have Travis Hunter going into it. Um, I I had y'all heard me. I thought Colorado's gonna win that football game. I was totally wrong, but it didn't really phase me because I felt like Colorado played a game where they just got pounded. Um, Oregon just looked like they were just a, like the way Colorado played compared to the way Oregon played. It, they were just not going to win that football game. I should have known that coming into the game. I was kind of riding the bandwagon a little because they were looking great. But um, uh, that, the ending came to end. But they went to USC, and I, and I texted Mr. Cornelius. I said, I have USC winning this game because I don't see Caleb Williams losing to a defense like Colorado's defense. He's just too talented, too great of a player, too. But I have this being a close game. I have this being a one possession, one possession, seven point, three point game. And when Colorado was down by seven points to you, I mean, 27 points to USC, I was like, dang, I'm really overrating this Colorado team. But then they came back, they proved me right. And they proved me right. They came back, they made a close football game. The onside kick was just a straight. Offer, but it is what it is. They came back. I mean, made it close, and they and there's a lot to be happy about if you're Colorado fan. Colorado, I'm not really a fan of Colorado. It's just you can't hate Colorado, and when you can and when you watch them, and I watch every single one again, so you can kind of say I'm a fan, kind of not. They're not like my favorite team. I'm a fan of the team. Let me get. They're just not like one of my favorite teams, but I just love watching them. Even whenever they were down 42-6, I watched that whole football game right there. I was watched, I watched it from the start to finish. It was like anything could happen here. I wa- and so I mean, unless those last two minutes, but I mean, just just watching the players play football. I mean, you only get football season, um, what's it called? Like only 14 weeks for college football. And you only get 14 weeks for college, you only get like a 12-week season. And you have the college football playoffs, et cetera. And then the bowl games and stuff. And then in NFL, you only get an 18-week season and then four weeks in the playoffs. So you got – if you include the Pro Bowl, you get um three, five weeks if you include the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, you just got to – whenever you got football on, you got you to gotta take advantage of the time because – it's a short season, and they're and it's not only a short season; they're gone for such a long time. So, but that game USC, I I think they really, they really showed if you're Colorado, like your favorite team is Colorado. There's a lot of things, big great things to come for the future of this Colorado organization. I mean, especially the way you got Dion coming into undisputed. Like I I think I said on one of my. On the first episode, like the second episode, we talked about Colorado right after that game. They beat TCU. He came on. I was watching Undisputed. He came on Undisputed that 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 Monday after they won. And he said, we seven or eight dogs away. He knows the process is not. We knows they still got a long way to go in this process. He's saying they seven, eight dogs away and they got seven, eight dogs away. And they beat the number eight team. They 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 fighting with the number eight team of the country. And they and I really really the only reason that you could the really the only reason you could really say the only reason they lost was, I mean, just t- t- turnovers, man. I mean, I don't remember all the turnovers from the top of my head, but 
turnover. I mean, I do remember the the punt. The punt was a big one. I mean, the punt was a momentum one. You put Caleb Williams right there at the six. You like you put Caleb Williams right there, right near the end zone, like right at the twenty three yard line. Basically, I think they were twenty three yards away from the end zone. You, that's gonna be a tight that's going to be a T, especially with an offense. And your defense is not there yet where, the, oh, we could get a stop here. We could hold them. They're just not there yet. They're still improving. Um, I I loved, I loved liked what I see from them, saw from them. I mean, you saw Marion Miller. He he really he really put himself on the map. I mean, that after that game, he really put himself on the map. With that play where Shadur was rolling out to the right, I believe, he ran and ran to the right, all the way to the right through. Marion Miller came, made a play. He's a dog. I mean, I forgot that corner for uh Colorado, if I can remember. Try to remember his name. Let me look it up. But they it was they were playing great. It was a great game from they they showed some really promising talent. Marion Miller, especially. He came out of nowhere and he just did his thing. So, I mean, it was a game where if you watched Colorado, you like, we might have lost, but we got a, we got ways to go for the future. The future's looking bright. And not only was the team look future's looking bright, you also got the probably the best recruit to ever touch college football in Deion Sanders. So, it's a nightmare recruiting against that boy right there. That So, I mean... They're they're really a great team. Um, they're really incoming for a great team. But let's get to Colorado versus Arizona State. I believe they're playing. They're playing Arizona State. Um, five thirty p.m. Pac twelve on the Pac twelve channel. I mean, Colorado versus Arizona State. You, I, I have called. It's at Arizona State. This is a tough one. Got Colorado winning. I don't think it. I mean. This is not a tough one, I meant to say. I don't really know. If you beat Nebraska, I think you can beat Arizona State, Colorado. Arizona State is not really that good of a team, I believe. I mean, just not your year. I watched a little of their um, them play a little downs. I've just tuned into the games every then and there. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, this is a game that Colorado should win really, really convincingly. They should be back into the ranked. I mean, they 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 ain't gonna be back in rank, but they should be back to the. They should be close to getting in back into the polls. I mean, Arizona State. They should demolish Arizona State. This is not bad. I mean, unless their defense is just utterly just going crazy, but they they really don't have a quarterback there at ASU. Um, I think that they're like leading quarterback's name is like Rashada. If I I was looking over stats the other day, he's like Rashada. Yeah, I think he doesn't even have he barely even has four hundred yards passing. So they need to win that game. They gotta they they better destroy Arizona State. That's not really a close game. I have Arizona. I have um Colorado winning that game really really convincingly. I don't know the spread. Oh, the line is Colorado minus four. I have Colorado. I'm taking I'm taking the over on that. I, I'm taking the over on that. So I think Colorado wins that game. We come back next week and we'll be talking about um Colorado back in the winning column. And we go on there. I have Colorado win that game really convincingly. I'm taking the over on that. So uh we're gonna go to the Cowboys now. Cowboys played the car. We we're gonna talk about the Cardinals first because we really didn't um we didn't report episode, so y'all want to hear my thoughts. I'll tell y'all something right now. I was gonna record an episode on that Monday, so I could, but um, I couldn't. I would have had a lot to say on that Monday if I recorded an episode about that Cardinals game. It was a bad one. It was a bad one. Dak Prescott, he looked like an average QB that game. I'm gonna keep it a brick buck with you. He he looked like an average QB that game. He didn't look like a QB that you you can you can take to a playoffs. Now you are he's going to the playoffs because he he has one of the greatest defenses. He would if Trayvon Diggs was here. I I think 
when the 2020s are over, you would be, and we recap the 2020s. Like whenever we recap the 2010, we thought of the Legion of Boom. We thought of the 49ers with Colin Kaepernick. Um, and that's to go against the Ravens and the lights going out and stuff in the stadium. We talk about the 28-3 blow. I think when we talk about the end of the 2020s, I feel like if Trayvon Diggs would stay healthy this year, we would be talking about this defense as the best defense of the decade. And we would be talking about this defense with the Legion of Boom, with the with the Ravens defense, um, with the O one Ravens defense, with the but that oh that oh oh bots defense, with that the steel the steel curtain defense with the eighty five. I feel like we would be talking about it with that group it digs there. This would be a really generational defense, but he's not there no more. So, um, they gotta they gotta readjust and. That game they looked that secondary looked bad. And I'm gonna keep and I'ma say right here, I think that secondary looked bad in that Patriots game, but we'll get to that Patriots game later. And you can be like you could say I'm insane that they made the quarterback go into the bench and stuff. But whenever we start doing um a podcast, when we start moving this podcast to YouTube, I'ma go through a bunch of tape. Um like we'll go through tape where I'll like show like different plays and stuff, going through, breaking down the tape and stuff. And I didn't like really what I saw um in both games, but it is what it is, especially against the Cardinals. Cowboys, y'all are making it too difficult for y'all in the red zone. Too difficult. Too difficult. I'm watching the red zone, and I see they run the ball for five yards on first down. Second and third down, I'm watching Dak Prescott throw the football. He had 40 passing attempts. Against the Cardinals, the game at one point was a one-score ball game. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it was like nine to twelve coming out of halftime. At one point, I believe it was no, it was not like nine to 12. it was like nine to it was like ten to twenty-one. And then they came out, they had a drive, they couldn't. You not I get if you want to pass the football out of the. When you get inside that, and it's not like they can't get past, because the red zone is like anything past the 20. It's not like they can't get past. They're, they're getting to the goal line. They just can't punch it in. Like, I remember in the I remember in the uh, game against the Jets, they were on the one. We like Cowboys punched this ball in. They couldn't even get it past the one yard. So I... Now, I get the negative yard run because there was in that game, if you remember correctly, if I remember correctly, there was ne- there was a negative yard run and like it was like a minus three yard run. And that's what made them really. But they got to make it easy on this. I'm barely seeing Tony Pollard run that ball in in the red zone whenever they're playing the eat on be the Patriots. When I was watching Patriots game, I'm they're barely pushing that ball and running that ball into the end zone. It's a one a one five yard run, and then you just see a pass from Dakota Rain Prescott, and I do not like that. I don't think that's gonna win you football games. Um, I I I really don't think I don't know how you're gonna win football games, and we're about to talk about the game against the Forty ers this week. I have so much to say, but I don't have enough time to say it all in one episode. I mean. The 49ers, you're not going to be able to take field goals. I'm going to say that to start with but before we go there. But it's like I'm looking at the game cast. It was first and, I mean, yes, field goal, field goal for the Cow- no for the Eagles. I mean, for the Cardinals game. They punt, first possession punt, field goal, t- touchdown, punt. Field goal downs, field goal inter interceptions. So I mean, some of the field goals I'm watching on one, seeing this on one of the possessions. They're at the Arizona. They're at, at the Arizona eleven. Tony Pollard three yard run. Second and seven, Dak Prescott passing complete short middle. Third and seven, Dak Prescott passing complete short middle to Brandon Cooks, twenty seven yard field goal. That's what I'm talking about. Why are we making it difficult? I get Tony Parr has a three-yard run, and it puts you behind the sticks. You're at second and seven and all that. But put it back in his hand. I don't rem- If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the numbers on the top. 
Are the Arizona Cardinals that inspirational of a run defense that you like, God? Like, Tony Pollard still at 23 carries for 122. It's not like they were stuffing him up. He was running the football really effectively. I don't know what is stopping the team from saying, I am too scared to run the football on the goal line. Like, I'm going to look over some more game casts. I'm going to look over. Whenever the, let's look at the Giants game. Tony Paul has two touchdowns. Let's see the the the, the things they score a touchdown. They score um they score a touchdown here, where Tony Pollard right end for two yard touchdown. Don't make it difficult. Listen to the play call here. First to ten, six yard pass to six yards pass to um I don't know. Second and ten, second and four, three yard run. Third and one, two yard run touchdown. Like, don't make it difficult on yourself. Let's look again. This is the game against the um Giants still. That Prescott pass short right to Tony Pollard for seven yards. Tony Pollard right tackle for three yards. Tony Pollard end for one yard touchdown. Like, why are we making it difficult on ourselves? Like, even on the um touchdown to um Tony, we're on first and goal. Tony Pollard up for two yards. Incomplete short left to Ferguson. Then third on goal, Kevontae Turpin, you you remember it was that jet sweep. Kevontae Turpin comes in, touchdown, seven-yard run. The running is working in the goal line. I don't know why we're going away from it. I just came from a game cast against the Cardinals where y'all don't want to run the football. And now I get there's some plays where you're getting two, three yards, and that's not what you want to do if you want to win the football game. But just because it don't work one play don't mean it's not going to work the next. And clearly the running game is what's working for you in the goal line. And just it's one thing, and we're gonna and I'm about to talk about the Patriots game. It's one thing if it didn't work. They did it in the game against I don't remember the game against the Jets by the top of my head. But they did it against the game against the Cardinals where they want to pass it on second and third down and it didn't work. And then the next game against the Patriots, they want to pass it on second and third down again and it didn't work. And they're wondering why. Why are we not scoring touchdowns in the red zone? Keep it easy, simple on yourself. Now, you're going against the 49ers defense in this game, and they're known for the run defense, not their pass defense. Um, They allow, like, 235 passing yards per game and 66 rushing yards per game. Um, So, so um, the, that, 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 I don't know if it's going to work in the goal line, but I'm just talking about them goal line issues. It, they're, the Cowboys are making the job harder than it really is. They're really making the job harder, and now I'm gonna keep I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. In that game, I get I I get I'm before the game set. I before that podcast, I said things are getting boring. The game is getting boring. I want some action. That was not the action I meant. I wanted. And now I kind of regret it I said that because I just looked at the other schedule: 49ers, Chargers, Rams, Eagles. That's not an easy schedule. So I guess I should have been happy when we were getting the wins one. But whenever I said I was getting bored, I meant I did I meant I wanted to see the offense actually play up. I should have elaborated more. I meant I wanted to see the offense have to play some downs where they actually have to fight to win the football game and they ain't just getting easy tough. Because you ain't gonna walk into it. You went you don't come to every NFL weekend, 17 weeks, 17 games to play in an 18-week season, and just say, we win it every game 40-0. It just doesn't happen in the NFL like that. This is the National Football League, the number one football league in the the world. In the globe, in the the world, the globe, the whole globe. This is the number league. You don't just walk into every game for zero. I mean, I wanted to see some games where it was in the first and second quarter where the offense actually got to put some points up, and the defense just doesn't start the game where they're just pounded the offense. Now I'm ne- now I never asked for the defense to drop twenty eight points, get twenty eight points dropped on them by the Arizona Cardinals and Josh Dobbs and James Conner and whoever that wide receiver was that was catching the ball on us. His name was M. Wilson. I don't do that. Two catches, eighty-six yards, and I remember that big play. Yet, that's not what I meant. I wanted. I meant. I wanted to see some possessions where the offense got the game going, and then the defense said, "Okay, now we're gonna get some stuff." I wanted to see the offense get the game going, start it up, 
make, oh, we actually have a good offense this year. And so we can actually see some reps if Dak Prescott's that guy or not. Because we did not get to see that in the Giants game. And we did definitely did not get to see that in the Jets game. If you like, come on. In the Jets game, if I was um if I remember correctly, it was like 16 to if in the Jets game it was like 60 to 10 going to after them. Let me check the game cast. It was it was, yeah, 18 to 10 going into halftime. The Jets game, you could say, yeah, the offense was scoring, but come on, man. Like, the like the defense did allow 10 in the first half. But you really wasn't seeing some important, like, reps from the offense. Like, oh, my, Dak is that guy. Well, and he and he did should have thrown two picks in that game. Sauce Gardner dropped the easy pick. And you're a top corner in the NFL, Sauce Gardner. You cannot be dropping those. Um, So, like. And they were playing against a great defense, but at the end of the day, it's like they they could the Cowboys that that offense feels like they can like be on that defense. I wanted to see a game where the Cowboys offense says, "Oh my goodness, we might not be able to rely on the defense tonight, and let's get some points." That's what I meant by I wanted to see like. If the Cowboys would have won 40 to 0 and the offense started the game off crazy and the Divas are like, okay, yeah, we, we ain't gonna let that team score because we know our offense putting up points. Okay, now, but it was just defense is just getting sack after sack after sack, turnover after turnover to turnover. And you just see the offense just putting a bunch of empty calorie points on the board because the defense is demoralized because they cannot get on off the field for two minutes because the um the Cowboys defense is kicking the Giants as you know what. So that's why I want I did not want to see a 28-16 stinker. That is not the what I wanted to see. But it happens. Cowboys should be 4-0 right now. Um, this is gonna be not this is a game where, yeah, you at the end of the season, if the Cowboys wants the division, that they're the two seed, it's their problem. Because they didn't want to win a game against the Cardinals, and they have, you have the 49ers as the one seed because the Cowboys lost 28-16 against the Cardinals in a game that they should have kicked the Cardinals. Like, this should have been the most effective win of the season. Um, The secondary in that game looked concerning to me. Um, Really concerning. But let's, that moves on to the Patriots game. Patriots game 38-3. First possession, secondary looked exposed. Um, now run defense, they did their thing. Trayvon Dix, this is not a run stopper. So, the run defense should nothing should have happened today. For um, Ramondre Stevenson, forty carries for thirty yards, great stuff. Um, I liked it. Jake Ferguson, he, I, I always, I always just said, like I even said, I think I said in our first podcast episode of season two. I think I even said it that I think you could put a, a any like big, big guy Cowboys tight end and you could put him into the system. A a, a note a, like a just a tight end that can actually play the game of football. You cannot put Stephen A. Smith under there and say he's going to have seven seven seven. But I'm saying you can just you could put a guy that knows how to play football and Jake Ferguson. He he was a guy. He was a great guy. He was a like an all Big Ten team I think in college and stuff. So you could put any type of guy like that in the system of the Cowboys system. And he's in Dak, no, not in the Cowboys, in the Dak Prescott passing system. And he's going to do good. Like, we saw it with Dalton Schultz. I, I really, whenever he went to the Texas, I'm like, Dalton Schultz, you're going to make your money, but you're not going to be any effective. Like, um, you were in the Dak Prescott system. He hits check downs to you. You're going to get the ball. Um, Jake Ferguson, he was good in that game. Now, the second there in that game, I, I, I don't think it was as amazing as the scoreboard says it was. Mac Jones was making some terrible throws. He was Mac Jones looked like the worst quarterback in the NFL that day. Um he even um now later into the game when the Cowboys were getting momentum. Yes, I will give them credit. They were clamping up. They were on there. But I don't I I if I remember correctly, it was like whenever Mac Jones threw an interception. Um, it was like, I don't remember if it was, I don't remember what quarter was, but I think it was at the end. Of, I think it was in the second quarter. Mag Jones threw an interception. That was a terrible ball. That was a terrible ball. I, I think if Mag Jones throws that ball to any defense in the NFL, they're picking that off. I mean, they're t- picking that off and they're taking that for six. 
it was just a it was not a terrible ball. It was a terrible decision. You were there's only two or three quarterbacks in the NFL that are making that throw. Joe Burrow when his cap is not um killing him. Mahomes and Josh Allen whenever he actually can make the throw and throw it on time. There's only three quarterbacks in the NFL. Those are the only three quarterbacks in the NFL that can make that pass. And I don't even know if those three can actually make that pass like that. That was just a terrible decision. That was a terrible quarterback game. I think what really concerned me was that first possession. Because you got to – there's two things that occurred. That first possession, the defense was getting exposed by an irrelevant passing game. Like, that 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 Patriots passing game is terrible. I mean, you might have a dude wearing the Randy Moss jersey, but he is nowhere near Randy Moss. He doesn't even see Randy Moss in his second world, whatever. He was that passing game is not good. Um, I mean, that first drive, the way they were moving the field on them, and I'm like, it's I get it's the NFL, and not every drive is gonna supposed to be perfect and stuff. But I just didn't like that first drive, and I feel like any I feel like if we played the 49ers that week, last week instead of the Patriots, I feel like we could have actually lost that football game because. I don't think I think most of those situations the the Patriots could have easily avoided. It was not like it was locked down. You cannot like it was it was not like it was locked down defense where it's strapped after strapped after strap. Cowboys only had two sacks. If from the from if I remember correctly. The Cowboys only had two sacks. The Ron Blair was the only person that had the only intercessions for the Cowboys. It's not like the defense were just going out there going stupid. It was just terrible quarterback play. And the last time I've seen a, the Cowboys actually have to play under the rest on defense was at it was at Arizona, and I did not like what I saw. So I I would not say the Cowboys secondary problems are back to what it was, or it is it is not an issue anymore. I want to y'all. I want people that are listening to keep that alarm. I don't. You might. You now the Cowboys pass if they have a great, great chance to prove me wrong, because they're playing the 49ers. They got the most weapons in the NFL. They're playing the Chargers now. They might not have Mike Williams anymore, but they got the. But their offensive coordinator for the Chargers has led the number two offense in the NFL for the past two years. Yeah, no, yeah, he put led in 2020-2021. And then they play, and then you have, and then the Chargers office, they haven't been looking bad themselves because they had, um, I believe, 24, 20, yeah, they had 24 points, 28 points, 24 points, and 36 points. So, I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad. I mean, th- 24, 24, 17, 24, and then 34. That is not bad scoring. And then they play the Rams. They have Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. And then they play the Eagles. So they could prove me wrong. Now, they better. Now, we go. I might make my predictions. I'm going to make my predictions for the Niners game. We're taking a week-by-week pace. I'm not making all my predictions right here, right now. Because this is a tough schedule. This is a schedule where the Cowboys could easily go 0-4. And, and we could be seeing them going by, by um, what's it called, November 12th. They could easily be three and five. And that is the concerning thing in this. They could, by November 12th, when they play the Giants on Fox at Dallas, they could easily be three and five. The 49ers can easily beat them. The, we know the 49ers can easily beat them. We saw two years, the past two years. The Chargers could easily beat them because that just seems like a game the Cowboys would lose. At L.A., Justin Herbert, they're about to play their old offense, a coordinator. It just seems like a game where the defense would get flamed. And now the offense should be able to score, but the way they score on red zone, you can't kick field goals against Kellen Moore's offenses. He's going to get points on you. He's going to get points on you. So, I don't know. I mean, and I get the Chargers defense is not otherworldly, but you got people like Khalil Mack just going stupid on the field. I mean, whenever, yeah, he he's a problem. Like uh, he he he's just going dummy when on the field. So I mean, six sack performance. 
he could easily have that on this offensive line because you don't even know who's going to be playing that day for the Cowboys offensive line because it's it's just that non-reliable. Um, the Rams could easily beat them. Cooper Cup could easily just destroy them. And we know the Eagles could easily beat the Dallas Cowboys, especially at Philly. This is a game where th- this is a, these next four games, the Cowboys could be three and five by n- November 12th. And that is concerning. I'm praying that they're seven and one by November 12th. Now, that is a lot to ask for for a team that you can't really uh, ask much for. And the thing about that Prescott. His career, he's had problems playing against great teams. Well, he's going to play against great teams for four weeks in a row. Ain't going to be like he played a great team one week, then take a break, then play a great team. Four weeks, he's going to, Mike McCarthy going to have to get to the table week after week after week and draw the game plan. We got to win this football game. And three of these games are on the road, by the way. Something else that Dak Prescott really struggles at. And luckily, we don't have Amari Cooper no more. I mean, Actually, I wish we did have Mark Cooper any because I feel like if we had Mark Cooper, we would have more than 16 points against the Arizona Cardinals, and we would have more than 30 points against the New York Jets and more than 38 points against the Patriots. So, I mean, these are going to be – the Chargers game, you're definitely going to miss um, more. I don't know if Mari's really going to make a difference in Philly because that weather – you don't know what that weather is going to be in Philly on November 5th. It's a, it's a day in November in Philadelphia. It could be – pouring rain and we saw the last and we and we remember a great the last time Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott were under the rest at Philly together and that did not end out so well it ended with um a Chris it ended with a Christmas weekend failure for the Dallas Cowboys if you remember correctly it was 2018 um Cowboys were playing for the division um and they just got beat up by the Eagles and Amari Cooper looked terrible. He looked amadestri is what Stephen A likes to say. Uh so they could easily before no 0 and 4. I think that um I just and then the other thing red zone we already talked about that run the football. If it that doesn't work then the offense just misses Kellen Moore I guess and Mike McCarthy got to get better plays cuz I think some and part of the reason is just not only they're not actually some of the it's just negative plays. That happened on the red zone that don't happen not there. It's just negative plays. And it's not only negative, it's just not executing. And then in the Cardinals game, it was penalties. It was penalties. Let's just say how it was. It was penalty. And there was not penalties in the red zone. It was just negative plays that just go down on the like whenever you say, I'm gonna have a we we just getting a 10-yard run, and then you hear that holding five yard negative, you go five yards back. It just wears down on you. And whenever you have to hear that, as much as the Dallas Cowboys heard that throughout that game, it's going to wear down. And in the Patriots game, it was just terrible play calling in the red zone. I'm like, I just don't. Like, there's multiple times you, like, hand it over to Tony Paul. You talk about Christian McCaffrey having the crazy game he had against the Cardinals. Tony Paul should have had that against the Patriots. He should have been pushing it in there. Like, the 49ers, the thing I like about, the thing that makes me hate a team is because they're so good, and they don't make and they don't mess anything up of being as good as they are. They know what they have and they use it to the fullest extent. They don't get bored. They don't say let's get George Kittle a touchdown. They don't say let's get Debo Samuel a touchdown. They know they at the one yard line. They say we're gonna hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey. They know they at the two, they know they at the four yard line and they're gonna throw a screenplay to Christian. Mc, they know they at the fifteen yard line and they're gonna throw a screenplay to Christian McCaffrey. They do not make their jobs hard. They know what they have and they use it to the fullest extent. Some teams they have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, um, Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, and them boys, and then they get bored and they say, ah, let's throw a twenty yard bomb to Debo Samuel and see let's work. They don't do that. They make their job simple. And whenever you have a team that is that good and they make their jobs that easy, it's a tough thing to beat. Um, we're playing the 49ers this weekend. I was on was on the phone with my uncle the other day. Um I told him I had I don't know how the Cowboys win this football game. First of all, Cowboys, 
field goals ain't going to work against the 49ers. It just isn't. You can say whatever you want to say. Field goals do not work against the 49ers. This is not Arizona that you lost to by 12. This is not the New England Patriots. And this is definitely not the dang New York Giants that are allowing 10 sacks to the Seattle Seahawks that had five sacks going into that game. This is the freaking San Francisco 49ers. You know what they do. They got Kyle Shanahan, one of the best play callers God ever put onto the planet Earth whenever it comes to offensive play calling. They have Christian McCaffrey. One day, he might be a future first bat Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame. They have Brandon Ayuk, who is and Debo Samuel, who are both wide receiver ones on a normal NFL team. Well, hey, they're on the same team. They have a defense that if the Cowboys defense wasn't so great the first two weeks of the season, I mean, I mean, dang, we could be talking about this defense like it's the best defense the 2023 year has ever seen. And people still talk about that. And the Cowboys have allowed three points, 10 points, and zero points. In the first four weeks, of, in three of the first four weeks of the season, American public, that is a difference of one eighteen to thirteen. If you combine those three games, and people are still talking about the 49ers defense like it's in the same class as the Cowboys, so imagine the 49ers defense was putting up these numbers, man! Oh man! And now, it could be a thing where, like, oh, the Cowboys, they might just not be as good as the Cowboys' defense. But it could be that, and it could also not be. So, we're going into that. Um, they saying it's a 78-degree Santa Clara, California, 720 Central Time. On November 8th, I mean, on October 8th, it's going to be a chill day. Should be a chill day. Cowboys' defense. I'm going to tell you something. Uno, we're going to go Uno. Uno, that's secondary. There's not, bro, unless Brock Purdy throws into Mr. Irrelevant, the guy that everybody, that the guy that he should be, Mr. Irrelevant, because that's where he got picked. The guy that they he quote-unquote should be. Then, okay. But if Brock Purdy is the guy that he has shown us that he is, Dallas Cowboys you better be ready because that's secondary. You better be ready because if you let Brandon Ayuk beat you, win a route by like three or four yards, he's hitting that. Matt Jones, he might throw it behind him, and the wrong plan is going on the other side for 54 yard touchdown. Brock Purdy ain't doing that, especially with these weapons. And he knowing the speed he has. And he knowing whenever he hit that ball to Brandon Ayu, he going to make it. He going to get yards after the catch. He definitely know when he hit that ball to Debo Samuel, he going to get yards after the catch. He definitely know that. And then that run defense. Y'all got to fix things up. I, I, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Y'all are lucky y'all are blowing out teams by the way y'all are blowing them out. Because I believe if the Cowboys weren't beating everybody by 40 points, the way they have been, their run defense would have been exposed. And they were exposed against Arizona. They're, think about it. They're allowing 111.8 rushing yards per game. Whenever they're winning games like against the like against the Giants when they're winning games by 40. Whenever they're winning games like against the um whenever they're winning games against like the um You'd see them winning games against like teams like the Giants by 40, teams against like the Patriots by 35, teams against the um Jets by 20, and they're still allowing 111.8 yards per carry. 49ers, they're ranked third and 150 with 153. Cowboys, I'm sorry to tell you something. Unless the world shakes or something that day, 
you ain't not going to be blowing out the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I see a world where they will blow you out, but you are not going to be blowing out the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is going to run the ball when he wants to run the ball, and he's going to make it known. 153, y'all are allowing 111.8, and teams ain't even running the football like that on y'all. I'm going to look, look for the stat to see what um how many yards – Per run, people um the teams average against the Dallas Cowboys. Now I would say one game, the Giants game. They that run defense look good, but we for, from what I've seen from the Giants, ain't, ain't looking good. Now that game they played against the Patriots, I will say I like that. I like that. That was a great performance. And then I would say. I, I like what they did against the Jets a little, but then I see what they did to the what the Arizona Cardinals did to them. It ain't gonna be a walk-in. It ain't gonna. It, it's not gonna be that simple. They're gonna have to lock in and get straight. It, you went. They're gonna. They ain't gonna be easy. They ain't gonna say we're gonna throw the ball on. We're gonna throw the ball on third and three with Brock Purdy. They're gonna run the football. They ain't gonna make it so hard. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna say they're gonna run the they're gonna throw the ball on third and four with Brock. They're gonna run the football. So those situations you have not played in those four past four weeks, you're gonna face them today. Those situations that you should play against, but then it's just not a great team around them and you haven't seen you're gonna see them in these next four weeks. Whenever you're playing Austin Eckler, you're going to see it. When you're playing Christian McCaffrey, you're going to see it. When you're playing DeAndre Swift, you're going to see it. When you're playing Kyron Williams, you I don't know. I don't know. Sean McVay might throw the football. But you're going to see it. Ain't going to be like what you saw against the Patriots. We're going to run. We're going to pass the football with Mac Jones on third and three. We're going to pass the football with Dak Wilson on third and three. They're going to run the football down your throat. And they're going to make sure you remember it. So I'm going to say it. Cowboys, be prepared. It is not going to be a game where you just come in and expect it to be like the last four weeks of football. This is a new goddamn team. They're going to punch the ball down your throats if you need to. And y'all got to be prepared to stop the run. And the secondary, please do not get exposed today. I would not be nervous, right? I would have the Cowboys. We would not be talking. If I'm telling you right now, I swear on my life, we could have still lost the Cardinals. If we, unless, if we had Trayvon Diggs, unless Trayvon Diggs got 400 yards on him by some nobody, I would come in today and I would, we would not be talking this long. I would say the Cowboys win without question against the 49. Now, I could be wrong, but I would say without a, in my, in a heartbeat, I have the Cowboys winning the four. I don't even have them winning this football game right now because I can't trust the secondary because I feel like every single time Brock Purdy would pass the ball, he's going to make that throw. It's just what that comes to. It comes to, I'm thinking, whenever I'm thinking of this football game, it's Cowboys versus 49ers. You got to think of situations. And I saw Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago, and I know it is not the same Cowboys football team. I I feel like we, against Jimmy Garoppolo a few years ago, he was throwing the ball really effectively against that Cowboys secondary in situations. I feel like situations matter. We know situations matter when the Cowboys and the 49ers go up against each other. And I feel like situations matter. And the thing about this secondary concerns me is I don't think they're going to be able to stop that 49ers passing attack whenever they need it, whenever it's like the Cowboys need to get a stop. They know they're going to pass the ball. And in situations, Brock Purdy in the 49ers offense is going to capitalize. I don't know if the Cowboys secondary can stop that. I pray to God they do. Because if they do, I will be the happiest man on the planet Earth. Because they we might win that football game, actually. And we might still lose. Because last year, we stopped it. We only allowed 19 points. And that leads me to my next point. The Coda Rain Prescott. The Coda Rain Prescott. This is the game. I said that every single year, bro. Said it last year. Whenever it comes to the 49ers game. Said it the year before. Whenever it came to the 49ers game. This is your time. This is your moment. Now, it ain't going to be your only moment, buddy. Because this is uh, if you win this week, you got three more weeks to go. You got three more weeks to go against 
comp uh, uh great football teams in the, I want to say okay I want to say great I want to say the Rams are good football teams in the NFL that you just can't walk in into a Sunday they can you you they're walking into Sunday and they actually think they can actually beat y'all and they can beat y'all like they, they can beat y'all like it ain't gonna be just a beat they can beat y'all so I mean this is the game and part of and that keeps to my second point I don't know how the Cowboys won the football game because I don't know how Dak Prescott's effective against this defense. Brent, I said it during the season. I don't know why people are over. I said it in that part, that first podcast episode of season two. I don't know why people are overhyping this Brandon Cook signing. I don't know how he's going to really go crazy for this Cowboys. Now, I hope he proves me wrong because we got 13 more games to play this season. But he's not like what I the way he played, what I saw in the Cowboys offense and what I thought before, I don't know how he's going to be effective. And what I've seen so far is he's not effective. Now, I get that Cow- 49ers passing defense is not that great. It's not it's it's not bad, but it's not great. And it's barely good. I don't even know if it's, yeah, it's barely good. I'm going to just say it as is. It's barely good. It's not great. It's not bad, but it's barely good. I get it's not that great. I mean, not that good. But they're still going to cause problems. They they could still cause problems. Dak Prescott, you got to show up. We can't keep on babying you. You have to show up here. You have to show up here. Now, I don't know. Now, part of the reason is that might have to show up, but I don't know if we have enough playmakers to win this football game. I don't know if we have now I know that defense that we have Michael Raymond, we got Michael Parsons, we got that boy Stephon Gilmore. We got um we, we know we know Deron Blanket. Now he's a, not a play, he's not he hasn't earned playmaker yet, but he can make some plays. That boy right there, he can make some play. He's not a playmaker yet, but he can make some plays that change football games. We know we have Micah. We know we have that boy CD Lane. And we know we have that boy Tony Parr. We, I say to this day, we win that football game last year against the 49ers in that division round if we had Tony Pollard. Because whenever he was on the field, it was looking like we were gonna win that football game. And I swear on my life, the second he left, I said, We are there. I said, I don't know how we win this football game anymore, God. I swear on my life, I said that. I so I I do I said I don't know how we win this game anymore, God. Cause the uh, the whole game plan to win the football game was around Tony Pollard, and the whole game plan on how to win the football game was around Tony Pollard. And they he was just in the get. It was like one play. It was second and three. I remember. Tag Prescott hits that check down. Tony Pollard gets like a seven or eight yards. I think it was like second and three. Then next play, you see him go down. And then you whenever he gets that, you see him you see him just moving around and you like he's done. And just from that play, it looked like an effective play. We were going down to the red zone, and it looked like we were about to put up another touchdown, and we were gonna be up by two possessions. And just like that, boom. And we got a field goal. It was a 9-3 ball game, and the rest, you know what happened. We only got a field goal. They got they got 16 more points. We lost the football game. So, I mean, I, I swear, I think we believe, I believe Cowboys have Tony Paul, we win that game last year. But that team was different. Now, I don't know if we have enough playmakers to win this football. And that defense was also different. Um, I don't know. That defense just felt different. It just felt like it would dominate more in that game. And I don't think it's going to dominate as much as this, this game. So, um, I just don't know if we have enough playmakers on offensive end to win the game. I don't like what I've been seeing from Brandon Cooks. I saw I saw Michael Gallup cook a corner three on one of the worst teams in the NFL. I'm not gonna go crazy over that just because he cooked the 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 corner three on the one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I'm not even really happy with what I've seen on my Ceedee Lamb. I saw him have a I think I saw him have a 150 yard game. 150. And we still lost. So we know CD Lamb is not enough to win this football game. I don't know. I feel like I would be more confident that we win this football game if we have Kellen Moore as our offensive coordinator. I don't know what in the world I'm going to see with Mike McCarthy as our 
I could be coming in Monday after Sunday night, Monday morning, and I could be depressed, and I could be like, what the heck was that pay call from Mike McCarthy? I'm really, I'm really saying that I could really be think, think of that. So I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know the situation he's going to play in. I have the Cowboys lead, but I'm rooting for the Cowboys as always. Um, CeeDee Lamb, I'm praying. CeeDee Lamb, you need a great game. Tony Pollard, I, I feel like if Mike Kellamore was, I feel like I, I don't know, but I believe if Kellamore was our office corner, I think we, I, I would have the Cowboys winning this football game. I had them winning the division around game last year. I had the Cowboys winning that game. Um, I have the, I would have the Cowboys winning this football game. I believe if Kellamore was the office corner, because I feel like I would be confident i know what he would do and i feel like he would put it use it as effectively as possible like getting tony baller the ball in space getting the ball to see lamb in t- different situations and stuff like that and i really think they blame tony uh they blame keller Moore for a game that wasn't really his fault because he revolved the game plan a- a- around one guy and that guy got down and got injured so i don't know how you can really put that on him that game is going to be big, 7.28 p.m. NBC. It could be a game where I could be the, the happiest man on planet Earth, or it could be a game where I'm one of the saddest people in the on the planet Earth. But I hope I'm the happiest person on the planet Earth. Um, So I have Cowboys losing 20 to 24. Actually, no, I'm switching my predict. I have Cowboys losing 16. No, 16's a win. Nah, I have the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm going to keep it. Cowboys 2024. Another heartbreaking one. But I pray it's not another heartbreaking one. I hope the third time. I hope the third one is in the trial. I hope the third time is trying. Um, tough top five. Cow, um, tough top five Um, after week um four. Car, um, Dolphins lost the game. Big game. I mean... Against the Bills, I mean, I just feel like they're not ready yet. I, I mean, I feel like they're not, they're, they're just not a team that's. I just feel like the Bills are just, they're. I, the Dolphins are a great football team, but I feel like whenever you just match up the Bills versus the Dolphins, it's just the Bills are just gonna win that matchup every time, and it's not really that. It's just like the what the Dolphins do well compared to what the Bills do well. It's not really gonna. I mean, the Bills do well. It's not really, like, a great comparison. It's, like, it's a mismatch on paper, if you really. And now I feel like you could – now I feel like the Chiefs are better than the Dolphins, but if you put the Chiefs against the Dolphins, the Dolphins will feel well against the Chiefs. So it's just matchups. And I feel like the the Dolphins, one of the Crypto Knights, is playing a team like the Bills where it can really explode them, and that's what happened. Um – Top top five honorable mentions. Um Aries, um Detroit Lions, they've been really good. Um their offense been really good. Um the run game hasn't been bad. Dan Campbell, I liked them since day one. People were mad at him at his first press conference. I was like, dang, this could really change the Detroit Lions um thing. So I really like um him. Uh Baltimore's I mean, they're too banged up. I want to see them healthy. I mean, this is what it is. Uh, then I have Dolphins. You gotta win. I I just want to see. I just don't want to put you in the top 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 five after you just got blown out by twenty eight. Now if they would have got blown out by, I know not blown. If they would have got beat by like ten or by a tutty or something. Okay, yeah, I understand. You would stay. But after losing 28, you might be a top-five team, but I just can't put you in the tough-top five. You ain't tough enough to be in the tough-top five after losing by 28. You got to prove yourself that you're tough to get back in that conversation. Um, Number four, I mean, number five. The Cowboys. Um, Cowboys. Uh, not that... They just got to show more to me. Um, there's a lot of concerns, uh, too much concerns. But uh, it is there's just too much concerns. Um, 
I'm reading like on ESPN right now. It says the performance against the Arizona Week Three still resonates. Two hundred twenty-two yards allowed, one eighty in the first half, seven point four yards per carry. Now one eighty in the first half, and then you only allow forty-two in the second half. I mean, I guess. I feel like now one thing I can say is Dan Quinn is my defensive coordinator. I feel like he'll be ready. He is my defensive coordinator. So I do got to remember that. But I'm telling you this right now. They beat the 49ers this weekend. They're number one in the top, 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 top five. Number four, number four, the Bills. I mean, number four, the Chiefs. No, not the, the Chiefs. Uh, I mean... They just their defense is good. I just they just don't be getting too much, too many takeaways. I mean, it's takeaways is a they they're getting a punch, but I feel like they're just they're not they're not getting enough for a great team. So um, you got to put Patrick Mahomes in more like l- lower field opportunities, um, where he can just like ah, oh, this is easy for me. Like just like the USC defense did. They got that pump block. Caleb was like, that 24 yard. I all I need is 24 yards. Like, all I need is 24 yards to get it. They're saying all I need is 24 yards. I feel like they're not putting Patrick Mahomes in that situation enough. Taylor Swift, uh, hey, Kelsey. It, it is what it is. I guess people think that they earn extra points, like they get extra attributes because Taylor Swift is watching them. Is what it is. Number three, Buffalo Bills. They beat my number two team on the list, and they beat about 28 points. I mean, their defense still kind of does um, concern me a little, even though they did beat, stop the best offense in the NFL. But I feel like Josh Allen, he's, it's tough, man. I mean, he just – he's not consistent enough. He, he he plays big for you in the big games, and you see what he does against the Jets. It's just like you don't know what he's going to get from him in this upcoming week now. If he's great, he's real, really, really, really great. Like he's been in the last three weeks. But if he's bad, he's terrible, like atrocious. So, but you be my number two team in the list. You, yeah, you get to move up in the tough top five. And then number um number two Philly. Um, well, I'm saying they'd be my number two team from my last tough top five. Number two Philly. They're great. I mean. Really concerned though on their pass defense. I'm really concerned. Um, if Cooper Cup plays this week, I think they're gonna limit him a little. But if he plays this week, it might be a butt killing. It might be a butt whooping. I mean, he they might just destroy it. Um, that pass defense, the way Sam Howell was manipulating them, like just tick picking them apart. That that pass defense concerns me. Um, I gotta give respect to them because they're four and zero. And they have done something that only two, one other team in the NFL has done this season, and it's won all their games. So I gotta give respect to them for that. But that pass defense is really, really concerning me there in Philly, and it could easily make them drop, and they could easily lose this game this week if they don't fix it. And then that offense, they have their glimpse, they have their low times and their short. Um, high times and people are thinking, like, dude, you can't expect them to score in every dang play. But I'm just saying, they they, they got to be more. Um, they just got 34. They had 34, so I am being a little strict on their offense. But their pass defense, though, it's a problem. I think I was looking there like 27th and passing yards allowed. That is a problem. And it's not like they have played the greatest quarterbacks in the world. They have played Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Howe. And you're allowing the 27th most pass yards in the league. That is unacceptable. Number one, San Francisco 49ers. Um, I really don't have anything to critique on them, except um, whenever their defense gets into the red zone. I mean, I get. I mean, no, I can't really critique that on them. I only just, I only just read that the other day that the red zone defense was like 23rd in the NFL, but I can't really put that on them. I haven't seen it happen. I haven't like watched most of the games like that to see. Oh, that's a real. That's like that's a glaring issue on their defense. So really don't know. They're playing against one of the worst um red zone offenses I have seen in a while from this Cowboys organization. 
So I'm so I'm gonna really look close to that. If they're getting exposed by that, then we're gonna be coming the next week. I'm gonna be like, oh, that red zone thing I was seeing. Oh man, that was a big issue actually. So I have 49ers, Eagles, Bills, um, Chiefs, Cowboys. Um, really good. I mean, we'll see what happens. Go Cowboys. And thank you for listening to another episode of Tough Talk with 2-4, and we will see you next time.